Vahini Mekioni Mana, ladies and gentlemen. No flashbulbs, please. Our performers are temperamental and easily upset. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh, look at all the people. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the glee club. Hey, howdy, hey. Thank you for joining us here on Enchanted Tiki Talk. This is episode 13. Some say this is the unlucky episode 13, but in this case, this is the very lucky episode 13. This week, we are proud to bring another special guest. He worked with Walt Disney as an Imagineer and helped to create such timeless attractions like the Haunted Mansion, It's a Small World, and the inspiration for our show, The Enchanted Tiki Room. He was named a Disney legend in 2004, Mr. Rolly Crump. Oh, that's me. We really appreciate you coming on the show, Roly. Uh, it's, it's an honor to have you on to, to talk with us tonight. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Uh, we wanted to just start out when uh, tell us where and, and when your, your love of art started. How old were you, and, and how did you realize that that was something that you loved and that you were good at? Oh, you want the whole, the whole story. <laughs> All right. It started when I was just a little guy. Uh, I loved to draw. And my mom was really sweet because she always kept tablets around for me to draw with. And, in fact, we have, uh, and it's in my book, <clears throat> the, a little drawing that I did of Santa Claus and the reindeer when I was three years old. So that was kind of the beginning, and I never stopped. I just kept going and, and drawing and drawing and drawing. And in, in a lot of ways, um, I was self-taught, you know, just because I had this energy and this drive. And I know when I was a little guy... I used to buy the comic books, Superman, Batman, and all those, and I would actually put tracing paper over them and trace them just to get a feel of uh, how to draw those little characters. So I just continued on and on, and then always wanted to work for Disney. You know, I, I loved his films, and, and, you know, if you're an artist back there in the 30s and the 40s, Disney's the person you want to work for. <clears throat> and I never thought I'd ever work for him, but I thought, it got to be marvelous if I did. And finally, uh, because of a, a Christmas party that I went to my mother's house, she had some guests over, and it turned out that one of the guests uh, had worked in animation at Disney Studios. So when she found out that I was interested uh, in wanting to work there, she gave me the name of the right person to call, and which I did. His name was Andy Ingman, and I called him and set up an appointment and went to Disney Studios and met with him and applied for a job. And they asked me uh, if I'd bring my portfolio. Well, my portfolio was just like one step up from high school. It wasn't much of anything at all. But anyways, a lot of the stuff that I did, and there were some good <coughs> pen and ink, uh, I mean, excuse me, pencil drawings of cartoons and stuff. So I did submit that. And then they said, well, we'll get back with you. So... I sat on the edge of my seat for like three weeks, and then finally they called and said, come on in and let's talk. And so I went and uh, in, and basically uh, they offered me a job. And I thought, oh, that's great. I said, 
how much do I start with? And they said $30 a week. Well, I was making $75 a week as a dipper in a little ceramic company. And I thought to myself, and I was having a family, and I thought, how the hell can I, you know, support myself on this kind of a salary? So when I went home, I talked to my mom, and she said, honey, you always want to work there. She said, just go for it. So I did. I accepted it and didn't know how I was going to take care of it and of everything financially. But luckily, I had a very close friend that I ran around with that built sewer manholes. So, I, oh, wait a minute. My, 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 you want me to, no, am I going too long? Okay. No. Nope. So anyway, no, I, uh, no, you do. You keep talking. <laughs> <clears throat> my, my honey's waving at me. Okay. Can I go on and, or end it? Oh, no, go. No, no keep yeah, going. Go ahead. All right. Well, I'm trying to get to the point, <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I'll make it shorter. Um, finally, I was told many, many years later that I did have the worst portfolio of, the, of anyone that was ever hired to get a job at Disney. <laughs> so that's that's part of my stories. You said um, you started off tracing like, comics and superheroes. Is there a favorite one that you had as a kid? Uh, yes. As a matter of fact, it was Batman and Superman, and and I've told this story many times. I actually had the first Batman comic book and the first Superman comic book, and I had them for years. And then one day I just thought, i got to get rid of these. They're no good, so I threw them away. Oh, no. no. Yeah, I, I feel kind of sad about that. <laughs> I would that would have been my retirement, for God's sakes. Right. <laughs> so most people know Walt Disney as a company now. How would you describe Walt Disney the man to someone who doesn't really know anything about him. Well, this could go on for another five days. That's um, okay. <laughs> he was a very, very professional, sweet man, a very caring man. And the nice thing about him was that he all uh, talked to you about your interests. He never, never talked down to you. He always talked to you about things that you were interested in. And uh, not only that, but when you worked with him and for him, he supported you. In other words, whatever your ideas were that he felt were strong, then he would support those ideas. So he did that with everybody. So he had that connection with everybody that was in animation that worked for him, and the same thing at WED, uh, Imagineering. So he was a, he was a delight, and of course, a walking genius. Um, he he just seemed to talk about anything that anybody wanted to talk about. There was nothing he couldn't talk about. I've always heard that Walt said, you know, he he didn't want anyone to call him Mr. Disney. Is that is that true? Oh no, no. In fact, when I first met him, and he, he I came in and I met him when I was hired, and uh, he said, uh, "Well, Roland, it's a pleasure to have you on board." And I said, "Mr. Disney, it's a pleasure for me." And he turned to me and he said, "The name is Walt, and don't you forget it." <laughs> <laughs> After. One one of the ones I'm I'm most interested in hearing about is the the Museum of the Weird. Where did that idea? What made you just start working on that? And where did that idea come from? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, first of all, I I started working. The first project I really had working with Led was the Haunted Mansion. So I spent quite a bit of time with you, Gracie on that. But the whole concept of the mansion and what it would be. Uh, and some of the work that had been done prior to when I got involved with it, uh, I thought 
I thought was pretty corny. I didn't think it had any imagination in it. I didn't think it was serialistic enough. And I remember a lot of films that I had seen, and there was bits and pieces of those films that I thought would really fit into our mansion. <clears throat> and one of them was a, a French film that was called a Beauty and Beast film made back in the 40s to where the beast lived in this huge castle. And uh, when he went into the castle, of course, <clears throat> there were human arms holding torches. There were human heads over the fireplace with steam coming out of them. And I thought, you know, this is the kind of stuff we got to put in the mansion. So I started doing some kind of fun, weird sketches. And uh, do you want me to, yeah, go to, yeah. And so what happened was a lot of us, uh, this was after the World's Fair, a lot of us were assigned to work on the mansion and I kept doing my crazy little characters. And uh, actually this friend of mine, Jack Burgess, that worked with me said, Roly, can I make some models off of those? Because he didn't have anything to do. And I said, great. So Jack and I started working together. He was building models off of the little sketches that I did. And we had a work session with Walt on the Haunted Mansion. And we had about a four-hour work session with him. And there was uh, Mark Davis and Claude Coates and myself, John Hinch, and uh, the architect. And all of this was up on the wall. And for some reason, uh, they kind of put my stuff in the back of the room. And uh, I, I think they all thought it was pretty weird. They, they kept telling me, Walt won't like this, it's too weird. So I said, yeah, but I'm kind of having fun with it and I, I think it's worthwhile. So by the end of the work session, Walt said, well, is that it? And Dick Irvine said, yes, that's it, Walt. And then Walt said, what's this stuff in the corner? Because he'd already spotted, you know, the man was incredible. He was aware of what was going on. So he said, what is it? And they said, said well, you want it? Roly did it. And he said, well, what is it? And they said, ask Roly. So he did. So he and I scooted our chairs over, which was in the back of the room, uh, just the two of us. And uh, I started taking him through the sketches and the models. And he kept asking, but how are you going to use it? And I said, I don't know. I said, I just feel, you know, that it, we need a lot more kind of weird stuff in the mansion. I said, right now it doesn't seem to have... Uh, something that I think is, you know, kind of far out and, and fun and crazy. So Walt kept asking me, well, yeah, but how are you going to use it? Well, this went back and forth three or four times, and he finally said, I'm going home. So he got up and left, and sure enough, the next morning, I came to work, and he was sitting at my desk at 7 o'clock in the morning. And the first thing he said to me was, you son of a bitch. And I said, whoa, what's that? And he said, well, I didn't get an ounce of sleep last night. And he said, all those weird sketches that you showed me, I didn't know how we were going to use them, and it was really driving me crazy. So he said, I finally know what we're going to do. And I said, you do? And he says, yeah. And he said, we're going to build a museum, and we're going to call it the Museum of the Weird. And he says, Rolly, you can design all the weirdest stuff that you want, and we'll put them in the museum, and we'll let the public know that our haunted mansion has a museum of the weird, and, we, and these are things that, that are very weird that we've collected from, from all over the world. So that's basically the last time, I mean, with, and then he also explained that whole thing to the other art directors. And that was the last thing that ever happened to the Museum of the Weird. It got kind of shoveled away, and we were all put on other assignments. We were doing the new Tomorrowland, so the whole Haunted Mansion thing went 
and it was very quiet and nothing was done about it. And of course, when they decided to do the mansion, um, I wasn't involved. I wasn't asked to be involved because Walt had passed away, <clears throat> and I think if Walt had lived, we would have done the museum. So anyway, they sent me off to Disneyland and sent me down there to work. So anyway, that's kind of the short synopsis of it. It's in my book, by the way. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I, I, I yes. know all three of us um, have read the book. Yes. I, it, oh, it, oh you've read the book? Oh, that's oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we love it. That was a great book. Uh, then you know about the, the president that was given to him that I designed, uh, The Rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you had said that next day after uh, that meeting um, that you walked in, saw Walt in your chair. What was that feeling like? Were you intimidated or um, was it just like a friendly chat with Walt? Oh, no, no. I just, <clears throat> I was surprised. And in a lot of ways, I was thrilled and I was surprised. And I, I thought to myself, what the hell is he doing here? <laughs> but uh, no, I, there was a certain connection that he and I had over the years. I worked with him for seven years. And by the time we got into the, I guess, about the fifth or sixth year, I felt very comfortable with him. So, no, I was, I always felt comfortable with Walt. We got along great. Yeah, from from reading your book, it seems as though that you were not a yes man, and um, you had mentioned in the book that's probably one of the reasons why you got along with Walt so well. Do you think that uh, because you weren't a yes man that Parks were able to, to develop better uh, attractions and, and stories because of that? Yeah, I definitely feel that um, prior to that, yes, a lot of people would count Tao and it wouldn't get any better. I think the thing about working with Walt was that he would always, no matter what you did, he'd take it two or three steps better. And I think because of my not yes man with him and actually working with him almost as a co-designer, I think that's some of the things that, that he and I together created really took a lot of things to another level, which I'd love. Um, a good example is that when we were doing the small world facade, there was a, uh, where the boats would enter into the building, <clears throat> there was a platform above the boats. And uh, Walt said, what are you going to put there, Rolly? And I said, I don't know, maybe we'll have a, a band playing there. He said, no. He says, Rolly, we're not going to have a band playing there. And I said, well, I really don't know. And he said, why don't you put a clock there? So I went home and designed a clock, and that's the centerpiece for the small world facade at Disneyland. And it was his idea, which was just great. So he t forced me to take another level. And, of course, the level I took was kind of fun. I had a lot of fun with doing the clock. I actually built two models of the clock, one model to show him what the clock would look like, and the second model was a larger scale, and I actually had it do exactly what the finished clock did. And we showed him that. In fact, there's some shots of Walt and I looking at that particular model kind of floating around. So, anyway, it's... Uh, it was great. I mean, that was the thing that was so beautiful that I loved working with him because he would he'd work with you as a uh, team member, you know, as a, a co-designer. And a lot of the people didn't didn't know how to work with that, but for some reason it worked beautifully with he and me. So, you mentioned the clock there at It's a Small World. Uh, there seems to be a, a connection with with clocks. The It's a Small World clock, uh, you know, clocks in the Haunted Mansion. Uh, and the Maui Tiki, uh, did were you a, a clock guy, or did it just kind of coincidentally happen? No, I think um, 
it probably starts with the fact that I was asked to do a a, tea, a little tea room for Main Street, and uh, I know that they said, you know, Walt said his, his wife would like to come down and maybe have a cup of tea, and so they asked me to design this little tea garden, and uh, <clears throat> which eventually became the Tiki Room. But so uh, my theme was clocks, and so I started uh, studying every weird clock there possibly was, and, and it, there were actual clocks, and one was called a Calepistra, which is a water clock that was probably invented clear back during the years of the Greeks. So anyway, uh, clocks have been <clears throat> kind of in the back of my head on stuff. So the going back to um, It's a Small World, the Tower of the Four Winds, do you still think that it's crap, your design, or no? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, I hate to say this. Um, you have to be really close to that story because I was so proud of the clock, the model that I built, a half-inch scale model, and all the propellers worked. Oh, I'm sorry. I, did I say clock? I meant I meant tower. No, that uh, the model that I built, the show walk that was on T, that we were on TV together, was a very delicate little piece of uh, design work, and um, I was thrilled that they were going to build it because Walt asked me, says, "I want you to do a marquee for It's a Small World," and he says, "I want it to be a tower of propellers," and I said, "Okay," so I did, and um, I think what happened was I fell in love with the little guy, and then it was given to an engineering firm, firm rather, and when they took it over, of course, they had to consider the wind loads of New York because they get some pretty powerful winds back there, and so they started beefing all the pieces up so that it would be able to support itself, <clears throat> and I hated it. I just thought, oh my God, if you really need a better support, I'll redesign it, uh, redesign the tower so there's more connections, so they're connected to each other better. But, of course, they didn't ask me. They just went out and built the damn thing. And um, so I was really unhappy with it. And Walt knew <clears throat> where I was coming from. And he basically told me, he says, Roly, you've got to learn to understand that engineers, if they're going to build your design, there are things that they have to do. And I said, yes, sir. <laughs> so that was, that was pretty much it. Whatever you say, sir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How did you and Walt take the Tiki Room from its original concept to its present-day attraction? Well, again, it's never a short story. It's um, fine. It was going to be what, <laughs> what it was was they had taken the Tea Room from Main Street that I was working on, and they said, "Well, there's a little space left in the, the uh, New Adventureland, so we're going to put that little restaurant in there." And so we were all saying okay fine and so we had a meeting with Walt and um, with the idea that we would do a little restaurant in Tahitian Terrace and so John Hinch was asked to do a rendering of it which he did it's a beautiful rendering and then and what John did was he kind of decorated it like Tiki's and uh, because the whole Tahitian Terrace area was was you know South Sea Islands and stuff and um, so what happened was he, he did some bird cages with birds in them. And um, we had this meeting, and Walt took one look at John's uh, rendering, and he said, John, you got birds in there. <clears throat> John said, yes. And he said, well, we don't put birds in, in, in a place like that. He said, you know, this is a restaurant. And, Walt, and John said, why? And he said, because they'll poop in the food. 
and that's a true story. He actually worked at Walt Users of Poop in the Food. And John said, no, no, no. He says, uh, they're not, uh, he says, he said to Walt, he says, they're not real birds. He says, they're stuffed birds. And Walt looked at John and said, no, Disney does not stuff birds. And John said, no, 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 they look like stuffed birds, but they're little mechanical birds. And Walt said, oh, little mechanical birds. And that's what kicked the whole damn thing off. There was five of us in the room, and we started talking after about three or four hours. And all of a sudden, we had this whole room filled with birds that were singing to each other, and all kinds of stuff was going on. And that was kind of what was the start, because there was no given that we were going to do a Tiki Room restaurant. It just kind of grew out of that. And the interesting thing about it was that once it was decided that it wasn't going to be a restaurant, it was too late because they'd already bought the tables and the chairs for the restaurant. And what what are they going to do with them? Well, the chairs were the chairs that were left over that you actually came in and sat in when you watched the show. And all the tables were then transferred over to the Tahitian Terrace for the restaurant that was over there. So it was kind of one of those things that's a little, when you're doing something like this, it takes a life of its own. And you got to know how it's going to end up, you know. You had told a story about how you had came up with the infamous Maui tiki. Would you uh, tell us that story? All right. Well, Maui is, <laughs> is the beginning of all the tikis. Um, I, I went to Hinch. <clears throat> Walt said, Rolly, he said, you know, when people come to a restaurant, he said, we'd like to entertain them while they're waiting in line. And I said, okay. So he says, I want you to design a courtyard with all kinds of tikis in it and let the tikis be a show. So I said, oh, okay. So I went to Hinch, and Hinch says, you better get a book on tikis and on the gods of the Pacific, which I did. Was a, a, um, let's see, they were missionaries that had lived with the islanders, and they had kept records of all the gods that the, messenger, that the, uh, people, the people, the natives had, and they named them. And so they had it all written out, and it spelled out who they were, like uh, Pele was a god of volcanoes and also the god of fire. So we had all these different gods. So it was up to me to kind of do little sketches. And there was one particular, so I did a sketch of every one of them. And I gave them the titles, their titles. And, uh, and, and who, why they were named that and what it was that they did. And so I had all of these, but there was one in particular that I did there's a, a great uh, little piece of animation in the uh, gardens in Japan. And what it is, it's a little piece of bamboo. And they put a rod through it, and then they have water that spits into one end of it. And when the water fills that end of it, it leans forward, dumps the water out. And then when it comes back, the back side of that little log is another log, which makes it uh, kind of a sound. And that was to scare the deer and the rabbits away that would get into the garden. So it was a little <clears throat> a little piece of animation that the Japanese used for that. Well, I did a god <clears throat> with using that little bamboo thing. There's spinning in it, to it and everything. And um, But I didn't have a name for that god. It was, just, it was just one of the little sketches. It was with a lot of the sketches that I did. And I didn't think that Walt was going to look at every one of them, which he did. And when he came to this one, he says, what's this the God of? And I, I just kind of went blank. I didn't know what to say. And luckily, John Hench stepped up and said, well, that's the, uh, the God of Tampa cloth beating. 
and Walt misunderstood what he said, and he, when he, he thought he said some sort of a clock. So he said, what kind of a clock is it, John? And John says, it's a God that tells the time. And Walt said, oh, okay. <laughs> so after the meeting, John said, you better get into that book of yours and find out who the hell the God is that tells the time. And I did, and it was Maui. So that's where Maui came from. And Maui was also sculpted in the parking lot. Because in those days, being in that model shop, it was freezing cold that time of the year, and I couldn't get the clay soft enough to sculpt with, so I put it on wheels and took it out of the parking lot and sculpted Maui in the parking lot. Wow. <laughs> That's going to do it for part one of our interview with Rolly Crump. Make sure you stay tuned to future episodes to catch part two. Be sure to let us know what you thought of this week's show. You can comment in the show notes over at EnchantedTikiTalk.podbean.com. You can email us at EnchantedTikiTalk at gmail.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash EnchantedTikiTalk. And, of course, you can follow us at TikiTalk Podcast on Twitter. And lastly, if you enjoy the show, please take time to rate us on iTunes. And you can find me at One Minute Disney Dream on Twitter. That's 1-M-I-N Disney Dream or MouseWorldVacations.com. And you can find me on Twitter at DoleWhipDaily and DoleWhipDaily.com. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm at Norman Bates. That's N-O-R-M-N-B, the number eight and the letter S. Thanks for listening this week. For Sean and Keith, our very special guest, Rolly Crump, I'm Alan, and this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha. If you enjoyed this interview, please check out Rolly's book, It's Kind of a Cute Story. It's about his life, working with the Disney company, and his interactions with Walt Disney and other Disney Imagineers. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do